0: Hello everybody, hello folks. Uh, we're here in the post NAM kind of chaos uh, here, Sonic Talk number 252. I'm Nick Bat, editor of sonicstate.com, just back from Nam. in fact, came back last night. Uh, Nam, of course, is... Uh, I don't need to tell you, it's the biggest biggest music international music show on Earth, as it were. So, um... I've got a couple of guests with me. Um, I haven't got any agenda apart from all the stuff that we had uh, recorded. I want to say hello to uh, Gaz Williams there, um, songsurgeon.co.uk, over there in Bristol, uh, producer and songwriter based over there. Uh, Gaz,
1: are you on your laptop or in your um, iMac or a Mac? I'm actually on my brand new 17-inch macbook pro ah can which... you tilt the lid forward for me slightly because your head is I... that's
0: more like it that's it now you're kind of you're all up together that's a bit more like it thank you very much anyway gaz for joining us and oh what are you using there looks like a 414
1: it is this 414 uh, xls um yeah great really good mike very Bland-sounding, works on everything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I know the picture. I know what you're saying there. And uh, over there also, um, Mark Tinley from likebeing.com, um, also joining us from over in Cambridgeshire. Is it Cambridgeshire or Oxfordshire? I always remember. Which, I, uh, the, Cambridgeshire. Cambridgeshire. Uh, Mark well, Tinley.
2: actually, Bedfordshire. I was in Cambridgeshire. <laughs> I've moved a, mi- a mile or two. And now Moved I'm across the border. Literally, yeah. Excellent. Well, east. Uh, he still goes to school in Cambridge. So it takes me about five minutes to get
0: there. So. <laughs> oh, mad! Right, I think I'm just going to adjust you slightly. I still haven't quite got you <clears throat> just how I like you. So I'm going to just uh, select that. There we go. See if I can get that a bit more kind of uh, intimate. Oh,
2: there we go. i going to hot my colour up. Are you?
0: I'm just trying to get you a bit larger. Just increase your Stop. size.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hope you don't mind. <laughs> <That's> terrifying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There are sorts of specialist adverts that charge you a fortune for that sort of service, and I've just Absolutely, done it with one yes. stroke of the mouse. Oh. Uh, I think I should probably stop there. But uh, anyway, so we're back. From, we're back from Nam. Um, we got back last night, or I'm back. Um, the rest of the lads were still there. Um, uh, Rob and Rich, who did the guitar uh, guitar work and a lot of the video editing to get the stuff up quick. Um, in fact, Rob, our new guy, was in the press room pretty much the whole time. So I want to thank him, Rob Hicks, and also Rich Beach for their continued work. Andy's still over there. I think he's larking about and having some fun because apparently the weather got a bit better because unfortunately on my day off it absolutely ch- chucked it down. And I went to Santa Monica <clears throat> and it was a bit like being in the Bristol um, shopping centre in about the same time of year because all the shops were the same <laughs> Santa Monica's no longer the sort of funky kind of uh boutiquey sort of area that I remember it as it's now just full of oh, chains right. everything's changed or well, even the restaurants there's Starbucks and you know there's a couple of yeah so it's a, it's a bit disappointing there but um, we found a few groovy things and I got a chance to do a bit of shopping but um, not quite I didn't get any sun even though again I look red but I'm going to fix that with some white balance adjustment for next time so uh, anyway yes we have uh, Gaz and Mark here um, so it was, it was actually, um, quite a busy show. I mean, there was a lot, I've heard people sort of saying, oh, there's not much going on. I would disagree. I think there was absolutely tons. And one of those is, you know, this time there's been sort of quite a few firsts. Uh, I think one of the things I would say is, uh, it's been very iPad heavy. A lot of people using the iPad for sort of interfacing with hardware, uh, particularly Mackie actually, who did, uh, release the DL1608. Uh, which I don't Mm. know if you saw that. I think I've got, I might be able to play a little bit of something on there. Let me see if I can.
1: I'm Ben from Mackie, and I'm here today to tell you about the new Mackie DL1608. What we have here is a
0: 16-channel digital mixer that we've combined with the power and ease of use of an Apple iPad as the main user interface. So, the mixer hardware itself is doing all the processing. We have 16 Onyx mic pres. These are the same Onyx mic pres as in the rest of our Onyx i series, critically acclaimed. Uh, 16 of those. We have six aux ends on the outputs and then a main left right. I'll switch out of that, I mean, because you can watch it on the site, but that was kind of a bit mind blowing. When Mackie said they had something fairly kind of big to show, and that is fairly big, because what's quite cool about that is they can actually. Um, they can actually change the OS in the... They just address the DSP via the kind of uh, the iPad app. So, you know, like change the EQs and change... So that sounded like quite interesting there. Mm. Um, so that was one thing on
1: the iPad front.
0: I know... I, well- but there's all can I just, there's others, of
1: course. Yes. Can I can I jump in there? I mean, well, the the point you're saying about um, embedded iPads, uh, you know, yes, there is many devices that come out with that, haven't they? Um, but just I, I think what's quite interesting with the Mackey one there is um, that they're trying to sort of redesign the whole kind of how you interface in a live situation. Um, and also, well, I know you're probably going to come onto to the line six thing um have you were you going to mention that Nick the line yeah. six uh, live live mixer um which is a very similar idea, although without an ipad embedded in it it's got its own touch screen hasn't it sort of um but both of those devices have got a similar idea where the uh it's very hands on it's very um uh colorful and uh attractive as uh you know as opposed to these kind of austere well, that, that, i mean not only that they, they, i mean
0: Mackie have sort of entered the live arena with a force really i mean they've got these uh amazing speakers that are kind of intelligent oh, and have line line six you mean yes yeah, sorry line six yeah and yeah. they're they're really kind of made a big push to that i mean i think the uh the mixer mm-hmm. that they brought which i don't remember the name because i didn't film it um the only thing i would say about that is it it um it seems to you're paying for the display, and it
1: sort of seems a shame they didn't just use the iPad. Uh, cause, uh, I, ha- I have to, I have to say, Nick. Though I think for me that Line Six mixer is the absolute, absolute star of the whole Nam thing. I think right. it's uh, I think it's a wonderful, wonderful design. they've, uh, they've really kind of gone okay, a bit like they did with the Pod. The Pod resembled nothing when it came out. You know, the kidney bean Pod, uh, and went on to be a complete sort of genre defining tool. Uh, and I think they they're now going almost from a year zero kind of approach into the live arena because they haven't got any, as far as I'm aware, uh, experience in that world. So they've kind of, instead of that being a negative, they've kind of tried to go right. Okay, let's just completely approach live sound from. Well, they were really pushing this idea of the of the of the the two hemispheres of the brain, the clash that we get as mm. if like I'm a. I'm a performing musician who often has to do the sound at the same time and hate it, absolutely hate it. And uh, and that's to do with these like two hemispheres kind of clashing, aren't they? There's the, the right side, which is the performing side, and then the left side, which is the technical side. Um, so the whole Line 6 design ethos of this new mixer is based around this idea where it just is all about the musician brain. So it's all mm. kind of can't. Icon- icons and touch well what was really um,
0: clever about it isn't it the way you could just kind of drag you drag things to the stage here's the stage my guitarist over here this is over here and it's just it's supposed to be easy for people who are doing their own sound like you say while they're playing hmm. Uh, and so yeah that is a very smart and they really kind of have spent a lot of
1: time on the interface i mean they're very proud of that and i mean you know it's very brave of them to bring a mixer out with no faders on you know yeah. To bring a mixer on, to bring a mixer out that's got um, no faders at all and just these kind of knobs, which have got kind of changing, um, changing uh, LED—I don't know—coloured sort of knobs, which kind of change depending on what's on the screen. Um, I think it's the most beautiful, stunning piece of equipment. Actually, the mixer. I think does, it's, uh, it's,
0: it's not out. cheap, is it? I think it's going to be
1: a—is it a couple of it's, grand? Yeah, 2,000 UK pounds, I think. Yeah, that's a lot of cash. Dollars. But um,
0: it, it, is an, it, is, it is quite a, a line, uh, a, you know, a mould-breaking thing, I would
1: agree. Well, and the way it connects with the, uh, with the different speakers, you know, there's this uh, L6 link thing that they call it, and it's like a kind of digital, it's just a single XLR cable, uh, just a regular XLR cable, but it carries this digital signal that can carry, I think, is it eight audio signals? Um, but it also can, it, can, it contains sort of, data as well which helps kind of so for instance if you if you uh, the speakers can automatically sort of adapt to the situation that you put them in so if if there's like two speakers on stage uh it'll kind of work out that it's stereo if there's if there's a sub there it'll kind of put the crossovers in for the sub uh if if you put one of their speakers on its side it'll automatic automatically identify as a monitor so you know it's uh so one cable, just connect, 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 connect. And then all that kind of thinking, and it's all done for you. I think really clever. Fair dues. I really applaud that thinking. Brilliant. Yeah. And uh, I seem to have lost video from everybody. I don't know
0: whether that's me. Or yeah,
2: I, it disappeared. I've clicked it back on again. I don't know if you get, that means you I'm sure. it back.
0: I don't know. Let's have a look. <clears throat> Sound quality
2: suddenly changed for me. Video is no, currently that's unavailable. Sure.
0: Oh, no, let's come back again. Gaz is back there. Um, let me come back to you. Uh, so, yeah, that is a, certainly an interesting product of the show. I mean, uh, just on the whole, though, I mean, the, the just to give you an idea of the sensation of what the show had to offer, it was kind of – it felt very upbeat. I mean, I think they, they reckon there were over 90,000 visitors to the show this year, which seems kind of up, and it felt really busy, but it wasn't <coughs> full of people – Freakishly dressed and tattoos. I mean, although there, there was the usual content, it seemed like it was just full of people who were uh, trade, <clears throat> which is actually quite a big deal for Nam. And, and it, there was a lot of upbeat sensation and feeling as a result. So, I mean, I think that was kind of pretty good. There, there is so much to go through. I mean, there's, I've got a few, a few highlights as well. I mean, it also felt to me like there was a bit of a year for analog as well, because I think if I play this video, you might be able to see what I was on about. Some of it, at least.
2: Mike Hosker here with Akai Professional and Sonic State Winter NAM 2012. I'm here showing the Max 49 MIDI controller. It's a 49-key controller with 12 MPC pads. Now, this They're is back-lit. quite interesting, They're but melted. where it gets really yeah, interesting Proc- is... ...analog module, if you'd want, you could...
0: Voltage,
2: uh, voltage, uh, voltage. Um, uh, ...volt voltage yeah, volt Proactive. and it's...
0: Uh... Uh, I'll cut there. Um, it, it was actually more... Um... There's a lot more going on uh, behind the scenes there. I mean, it's just a regular controller, but it's also got CV and gate output, which is uh, quite a big deal for somebody like Akai to be joining in the party with that. Are you still there, fellas, or have you dropped off? yeah yeah uh, okay oh, here yeah, oh, that's still, weird.
2: Yeah, yeah I don't
0: know what's happened with the video there but have
2: you lost the video then? yeah it
0: seems to have lost I don't know whether there's a, a, a some sort of, uh, I think <laughs> Skype does that when it uh, when it when it feels like it so it must have done it so if I go to you mark because you can just be a static icon any highlights for you I mean you were um, presumably seeing I think you saw the Casio thing didn't you you were kind of quite excited about that
2: Well, I've been following your Twitter feed so um, the highlights for me. Well, yeah, the Casio, but then there was another Casio there, wasn't there? A sampler underneath that. Did you get to see that in the I end? Di- or- I
0: didn't. It wasn't no. ready, basically. Um, it's going to be sort of coming along. I did get a little bit of information about it. Um, I'm trying to remember what it was called now, but it was a red one, and it was much more based on less based around the accompaniment and sequencer and more based around sampling and looping. So you can sample into it, you can load stuff on an F- SD card and you can create grooves and things based on the samples. Now, what that... Uh, oh, yeah, XWG1, says LaGrange Audio in the chat room. Thank you very much. That's very helpful. Mm. Uh, it's That's going to be quite an interesting area. And it's funny, isn't it? Once again, I mean, Casio seemed to have... Basically, got that. That was a huge story. I went and filmed a little tiny bit on the the first day just to sort of get a feel, Mm. and uh, and it you know wasn't a very good good demo. I pulled it in the end, and I put something else up when I spoke to Mike Martin, who's the product manager, and he's just like full of excitement and enthusiasm. And uh, Mm. I I think there's going to be a lot more coming from them, so it's quite interesting. And also, it's quite cheap. You know, they reckon it's did it sound good? It sounded uh, good on a video. uh, Hold on, Uh, it sounded pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it was hard to tell. It's hard to tell exactly. I'm going to go to this, and though it's not a very exciting screen, but the video seems to have dropped off at the moment. Um, <laughs> it sound, yeah, it did sound pretty good, but it, you know, I, I would—I was a bit disappointed there wasn't the phase distortion thing in it. So they've obviously bunged a couple of waveforms in there, and the main synthesizer mm-hmm. engine is in fact monophonic, which is you know a little bit disappointing. They but-
2: did also make a few minor faux pas, didn't they? Because <coughs> he said it's got loads and loads of waveforms in it. It's got all the waveforms from the CZ series, like intimating that the CZ synth has lots and lots of waveforms in when it's only really got a handful of them. Well, maybe the and classic wave
0: combinations, you know, the algorithms, perhaps, uh, and they were possibly.
2: Talking... But yeah, but I if mean, if from the F, if from the FZ range, you had an unlimited number of waveforms in that because you could do. Uh that kind of resynthesis thing in there and the sign synthesis thing in the FZ one, which was really cool. Um which made it sound a bit like a synclavier if you got it right. uh mm-hmm. So um if it does that, that would be interesting. I yeah. mean what
0: uh,
2: I, I, I don't know. Carry on no, no,
0: carry on. Carry on <laughs> I was sorry. gonna
2: say, I mean what what interests me is if they've brought out what's essentially a synthesizer keyboard and a sampling keyboard Now we're gonna see some of the other stuff that they used to do as well, because they used to do sequences and uh drum machines and they used to and I've got a Casio MIDI guitar still, which is excellent, I have to say. Hmm. Um and worked really well. And I'd kinda you know, it would be kinda nice if they brought out a more modern, up-to-date version of that that did some other things as well. That would be really cool.
0: It would. And I think there's more to come. I mean, that's the feeling I got. I mean, I think, you know, he sort of intimated that they were back and they had a lot of plans. So I think quite possibly that we are going to see more of that. I mean, and mm. and you know, they are leaning quite heavily on their um, arranger kind of technology, of course, which is is fine, you know, and, and obviously, there's some quite good stuff in there. Otherwise, they wouldn't be selling a bunch of those either. So... So yeah, I mean it'll be interesting to see just how far synthy they go. Um, the the uh, the G1 which I looked at had much more access to the synthesis parameters on the sort of the the matrix that you see there on the uh, that you did see on the Casio. So I mean that's that's quite encouraging. Oh uh, right. It? Whereas the because the Casio uh, P1 had so much. Kind of arrangement and sequencing stuff. Most of it and part switching. Most of the matrix control was dedicated to that. Although you could assign the, the additional knobs, so there's there's quite a lot more there. So, yeah, hopefully, good stuff there. Um, let's see. Um, anything else catch your eye from the show there, Mark? I know there was. Uh, I mean, we got me. T- yeah.
2: Uh, Ken Macbeth's Micro Mac looked interesting.
0: Ah, uh, yes, I thought Ken. That looked very interesting. We we just caught up with Ken um, just before he uh, he was on his way out, and I said, "You can't go. We we're coming to film the, at the uh, <laughs> at the big at the uh, Analog Haven booth because um, we d- we t- we try and do a big sweep and do everyone in one go." And he was the first, so uh, I think he, like many of us, including myself, was suffering from this kind of light cold that when it di- when you add it to the uh, fatigue of the. Um, of the general fatigue of the show really kind of wipes you out so uh, he did a did a grand job there um but yeah they look good i know I mean, th- a- they, they sound lovely i mean it's not always easy to tell on the videos and that was just coming out but they, they do sound really nice
2: i mean he's a very interesting chap because he's one of my friends on facebook and i see pictures popping up from time to time of all these different sort of bits and pieces and he really does make all of that thing himself doesn't he like right down to printing his own circuit boards and everything i mean he had a picture of something with um fluorescent tubes in it and some acid bath which he was etching the circuit boards in on his facebook page the other day and i thought wow i mean it really is a handmade synth that somebody's thought through and kind of come up with yeah you know what it should do and everything so Uh, he's a good um, he's a great photographer um, as well Well, I'd love to get my hands on one of these at some point. Yeah, me too. too. Yeah, I would. We should review it. Yeah, maybe we
0: should. I'll work on it. Yeah. Yeah. Gaz, you were coming in then.
1: I was just going to say, I think um, that this is probably, with the analog uh, angle, going to come onto the Arturia mini-brute.
0: Yeah, now that uh, was uh, a surprise. Um, well, it wasn't a surprise to me because they gave me sent, they sent me something <laughs> beforehand, but and I couldn't say anything. Okay, but yeah, it's cute, very cute. Mm. Uh, I think we have a video somewhere which I can probably. I mean, you're probably going to have seen all of this stuff to be honest. But um, let me see, where did I put it? I put the mini brute. Uh, let's have a
2: look. I'm um, uh, Charles Rehill for our let and uh, just Nan, through. That's one what it looks a bit like To give it a little more character and definition. A CZ-101 to so for
0: me. for example, on the saw. And uh, it's, it's, just got, it's got a nice look, I have to say. I must, I must admit. Um, and I played with it a little bit. And the thing that I really liked about it was the, uh, the fact that it's got this Stoner Parker filter. It sounded quite nice. I'm not sure about the Waves. It's very hard to tell in in that environment. I didn't know the headphones. I mean, it didn't feel like as weighty as perhaps uh, the Moog or the uh, Ken Macbeth, but why would it be? It's a lot cheaper. Um, but yeah, it looks like kind of fun. A lot of people were quite psyched about it. So oh, 500 bucks, that's got to be cheap for a synthesizer, right?
1: Yeah. And I mean, you know, I think Arturia are just so, I mean, it's so interesting that they should come out with this standalone synthesizer. No, no presets, I don't think, is it? It's all just purely... Just like a live analog synthesizer, that's um, right. CV and gate interfacing again on that as well, isn't it? And the USB, so there's uh, um, uh, under five hundred pounds, um, desktop friendly as well, isn't it? It's kind of uh, yeah. There is a lot like of that going z- on, isn't there?
0: It's quite interesting. Yeah. Well, I think also, as well as much as the iPad was sort of featured amongst uh, many products, there was also quite a focus on analog. Like I said, with the uh, Akai MP uh, Max uh, forty nine CV control. Mm-hmm uh a new synthesizer from Moog you know the lots of uh, i know the analog guys downstairs at the uh, uh at the Analog Haven booth were actually really psyched that Akai had finally uh, done something along those lines you know and it just feels like there's a bit of a convergence coming into and sort of that... into analog which is kind of yeah. encouraging
1: yeah
2: that, that 80s thing... Um, oh, i've got confused now so let me start again that arturia thing looks like something from the 80s yeah. to me it looks like
0: it's it's like been an SH101 <laughs>
2: Well, no, but it looks like it's been molded in much the same way as they used to make those Mattel Synsonics um, drum machines. So it's got that kind of squished kind of end look to it.
0: Right. And then,
2: <laughs> but, but then it also reminds me of the Wasp as well. And have you, um, Nick has got a Wasp which has been modified with a real keyboard on it. And this thing looks remarkably like that, actually. And there might even have been a kit that they brought out. Was it called a, no, it wasn't called a Nat, was it? There wasn't was a, a sequencer, wasn't
0: it? No, Nat, there was a Nat. Oh. The sequencer was the uh, spider. Yeah, there wasn't that. But... The sequencer was a spider. Oh,
2: <laughs> right, okay.
1: Because it caught but the it insects. Does,
2: it, just... mm-hmm. it does have a nice chunky sort of look to it, doesn't it? It looks mm.
1: like. It's borrowed that kind of thing from the Mofo series, doesn't it? Where you can kind of feed the kind of audio signal back in on itself for a. Uh... Yes, uh it's got the uh
0: the brute setting I think that is and it sort of makes it more angry so you get the feedback through the filter or through the amplification I'm not sure maybe it's a couple of things. But yeah, it, it it's encouraging. I mean, I you know, I'm not I'm not massively blown away by Artoria stuff. I mean, I like the synthesizer side of it, but the the, the the it doesn't have that extra weight to the uh oscillators in my to my mind, which is not always a bad thing. But I, I'm guessing something like this will it'll be interesting to see what the waves actually sound like, you know, when you kind of I uh, can put them through a pair of speakers I recognize and just hear it. It's very hard to uh, to evaluate that in, this, in the show floor. But I did get a kind of f- a three or four minutes just messing around with it and having a check, and I was pleased that I managed to stop there. Um, but it does look like a, a lot of fun.
2: Mm-hmm. Artoria are on, are on my eBay checklist because I want to buy that whole synthesis thing that they do. The plug-in thing. That's them, isn't
0: it? Uh, the Origin like thing, a, is it? No. What, the they do
2: like a kind of...
0: They do a modular V. Is that what you're after? Yeah, but it's
2: uh, like a JX8P and a Profit and something else all in one plug-in.
1: Oh, Analog Factory, is that? Oh, yeah.
2: Yes. That's I think, one I think with about got... 4,000 sounds in it.
1: Yeah, I... I, I well, I, I did have that until I sold it recently. Did um, you... I would have mm. bought it from oh, you. Oh, look at that. Oh, I saw, and it had the hardware. had the hardware controller with it. Yeah, it was oh. neat. It was nice. In the chat room, oh, uh, in the chat room, I'd
0: just like to say, Kosh Dukai says uh, he's selling his uh, spare collection thingy. That's it, as far as I got. Ooh. It's gone past. The chat room's flying by a little bit past it. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, no. tell
2: him to email me. Ah, there, was a, a, there
1: was, keeping with the analogue uh, tip, though, there, there was that... Um, Eight voice polyphonic analog. Um, I can, oh gosh, I'm trying to think what it was. Now uh, someone was showing it, weren't they? Is it like a module. It was like a no, no, no. Just like a kind of um, a, a really small. Uh, I saw Tom Oberheim sort of tweeting about it. I think uh, uh, I'm
0: afraid did I didn't some... see that. I, and that's the Ooh, part of okay. The, part of the uh, problem with this year is. Uh, I didn't get to film everything because there was so much stuff to see. I didn't see everything, and I was kind of—I only got a very small amount of sort of wandering around, which is a bit of a shame because it means that. Oh, uh, uh, tip-top audio poly module. Somebody says we've probably got that. That's it. Um, that's, which that's I don't have. Uh, I think we've got it, but I didn't film that. I think Andy. Mm. We took a left and a right at Analog yeah. uh, Haven, and I did everything apart from tip-top mm. on one side. And uh, yeah.
2: Did anybody get a chance to see this? that uh parker guitars auto-tune thing is that any good
0: uh the pv one parker uh
2: okay pv then no
0: i I don't know if we did uh i I saw something i think there's a pv auto-tuned guitar uh i think one of the lads saw that it might be on but it wasn't me that saw it um and it's but it's quite an interesting idea for sure
2: um, well, yeah. Well, if it's open to abuse, it could make some really interesting noises, couldn't it? I mean, if it's if you can make it um, do things it's not meant to do, it could be quite fun.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: I, I think... quite enjoy my. I've got a line six guitar, and I quite enjoy turning all of the octaves upside down. So I'll. I'll put the strings alternately up and down octaves. So when I play a chord, just a power chord, it sounds roughly like a guitar might sound. Mm -hmm. But if you start playing lead solos on it, it just sounds completely disjointed, and (laughs) it's really good fun.
0: (laughs) Actually, I did see um, on that line, there was the uh, Roland V guitar, which was uh, a Fender collaboration, which was Mm -hmm. the Strat with the V stuff in it. And that I know people probably go, snore, but actually it sounded really quite good. Um, and was pretty oh, right. impressive, and um, I think, they've been... what, yeah, they've been. The, the, I mean, it's one of the few things at the at Roland from Roland this year that really did blow um, blow me away. I mean, there wasn't an awful lot from them, mm-hmm. there an awful lot of pianos, and the TD thirty drum kit was sounded pretty impressive as well. I think I posted something about the V guitar.
1: Yes. Mm. And speaking of drums, uh, so the, they got they got the two V drum kits that they were showing, weren't they? Like almost opposite ends of the spectrum, and yeah. you sort of entry-level one, and then the kind of top-of-the-range one. But I have to say, I thought Alesis had some interesting, oh, sorry to mention it, iPad-related things, but that I thought that drum brain looked quite good. The DM, uh, what was it called? The D, the, um, oh. A DM gosh, something. The I, it now, again, but... it wasn't me who filmed that one. It was mm. Andy. <laughs> mm. but I But, you know, because it's, uh, you know, it's effectively, like, uh, very similar to the, oh, the DM dock, is it? The yeah, DM there was doc DM dock, yeah. Um,
0: I did see it, yeah.
1: And that's basically like like a brain, sort of like a a V-Drum's brain. It's got lots of audio inputs on it, uh, but it also then, you slide the iPad in. And I guess why those things are interesting to me is the fact... Oh, and yeah, because it just, you know, it's open to kind of just app developers. It's not a closed system. It's, uh, well... Mm as as much as the iPad is not a closed system but in terms I wonder, of I wonder I wonder what in the, of...
0: I wonder what the trigger latency is because that's really big deal because the other thing that we saw obviously was the mm. Nord drum and the Nord drum um yes. the, you know the the guys at Nord use uh, made make d drum stuff and the one thing that uh, he was going on was were uh, when I went to see Thomas up at the uh, Marriott Vice President's Suite, which was a very lovely um, place to do some filming. Although it's one of those rooms, you forget how noisy everybody else is because when you're in the on the show floor, um, you get loads of background. But when you're in an empty room, all it takes is somebody kind of moving and they're on a squeaky chair and it starts to get really intrusive. It's quite bizarre. Anyway, um, <laughs> the, the speed and the efficiency of the trigger was really, you know, one of their primary focuses for the Nord drum. So, yeah. Uh, mm. that I and mean, that looks really nice apart from the fact it's only got a mono output which is, seems a bit um of an under uh, an oversight I did ask about why that was and they just said price you know just trying to keep the cost down really
1: right I mean it, from what I could gather from the nord thing they were just trying to make it sort of almost drummer friendly uh, in as much as it's uh really really simple and I, I and I think that they're trying to do something that's very easily integrated into an analog drum kit setup yeah and I think one of the things that Nord have got that a lot of the other manufacturers haven't got is they've kind of got like an indie credibility. I think we've mentioned this before, but, uh, you know, uh, there's some, you know, indie-type musicians who are a bit snobby about things like V-drums or whatever, but Nord has kind of got that credibility in that world especially, so you know I can imagine the, those having a little niche market there in those kind of there's a lot of those bands in there those kind of like uh, indie sort of disco pop bands at the, you know at the moment and uh, mm. you know and uh, and like little boop boop um, Tina Maria uh, I agree I mean the like, uh, only problem
0: is is if it is true analogue and it's true well analogue modelled there's so many there's going to be so much dynamic to the sound that it's going to be re- you're going to want to have some control over it for live because it's going to be bl- you know you, you're you going to have to compress it because uh, you can't can't actually yeah. access the discrete stuff which is is could be a bit problematic i mean because when i was asking mm. I was, you know one of the flippant questions i said have you blown any speaker cones yet and he said well actually i have i have you know and i was thinking well <laughs> there, <laughs> there you go
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> so hence the one out being a little bit of a achilles heel really yes i think so mm. uh there are people asking in the
0: chat room were spectrosonics there no they were not um spectrosonics mm. weren't um uh, or they were uh, um, they well, they weren't demoing. In fact, I I remember um, we tried to get an appointment. Eric Persing was there because they won a tech award um, on the Saturday night. Uh, but I don't. There was no new stuff and no Ableton either. Um, but I do. Mm. Uh, I did speak to somebody and they did say they're uh, they're just concentrating on working on Ableton Nine. So that is going to be coming. I don't know whether or not that is. Uh, down to um, maybe Music Messer. I'm not sure when it's going to be out there, but um, perhaps quite soon. They're
1: going to have. They're going to have to get it out soon. I mean, I've been using Live a lot lately, and it is feeling long in the in the tooth, you know, and uh, sort of with Bitwig sort of snapping at its heels, you know. It's. Uh, I met the guys from Bitwig is gonna actually. Yeah. I met, ah. Oh. Cool. Yeah, were uh, they were
0: they demonstrating it? No, uh, I was drunk. It was at the bar on saturday night when <laughs> when we have a drink <laughs> and uh, i i would I, one thing i would want to say i haven't said um, but a real really really big thanks to mira roberts who uh, came over she was our local uh a local um help and she really did uh, help us out loads and uh, was very kind with sort of bringing us all the medicines and wines and going out and getting uh, the mm. the food takeout so we could carry on working invaluable help from Mira and uh, just want to say thanks and a big shout out to you hope uh, I know she had mm. a particularly late late night on Saturday night too we were all a bit wiped out yeah. on Sunday <clears throat> I sort of lost my voice but yes I spoke to the Bitwick guys and they were um very upbeat, actually. Uh, they said that uh, they've still got a lot of work to do, but they said they've got some sort of—they're uh, working on getting distribution and getting in the channels—and they're kind of quite excited. But I did also talk yeah. to them about this idea of kind of this notion of of uh, we've sp- spoken about it before, haven't we? Where sequences or bits of any piece of software gets so long in the tooth that after a while it then it loses its ability to be efficient because it's got so many legacy issues and it's supporting everybody dragging it along with it you know and that whole idea of the whole the thing with the uh, mac OS X and mm. them just sort of cutting cutting the cord every kind mm. of few years and it sort of feels yeah. like that might be the only way to do things really because uh, and that was and they sort of thought that was quite interesting but uh, they they were quite fired up and, and uh, excited about it but uh, and i
2: had an interesting experience <clears throat> the other day uh, a friend of mine rang me up and said My Mac's gone wrong. I can't load Pro Tools. It's just I've got a bouncing icon in the dock. What do I do? And I went over and fixed his system. Mm. And when I was fixing it, I realized he was running version (laughs) 7 on the HD interfaces. And I said, why aren't you upgrading it? And he said, because it's a tool and I use it a lot. And all all of my clients have come in here and used this tool. And I want everything to come back sounding the same. And he's got no intention of changing it. Right. And he's just gonna yeah. stay basically on Mac ten point four point five with an H D rig on Pro Tool seven. Yeah. And it does everything he wants it to do. And he's got and you know, it's that kind of that feels interesting to me because that feels like you know, like when a guitarist in the old days the old days, when I was a young lad. <laughs> they'd get a guitar sound, wouldn't they? And they'd have their rig and they'd have their sound. And mm. there, and you kind of you got that guy to play in your band because he got a sound, right? And it almost yeah. seems like this guy's <laughs> studio has a sound, and it hinges around that system. And if he changed the system, everything would change. And so he's sticking with it. And mm. and to me, it makes like loads of sense. Like, it's like loads of sense.
0: Everything? Boring. Uh, it does make well, sense, okay. but <laughs> <laughs> I think it also means that that there is a certain amount of insecurity about that approach it sort of implies that if anything changes it's such a fragile uh, environment yeah. and skill set that it won't translate and i'm I, and i've been through that myself and i think actually there comes a point where you just have to think well you know sometimes you need I that you mean
2: if anything changes what about if nothing changes what about if he just leaves everything as it is well he how do you connect that machine but... to the internet yeah, so they've got it. Feature- he's never going to update any of the internet stuff or any of the operating system or anything. It's just a tool, and it works standalone as it is. Yeah. And yeah. if he wants to, ch- I mean, he's bought another computer so that he can run uh, Lion on another computer oh, okay. with Ableton on it. So he's basically saying, no, that's that rig, and that does this job, and he's got another older rig that does yeah. another job, which is a Pro Tools rig. And it sort of it just makes sense to me to have like. Rather than upgrade, because you get so little money back for the thing that you're selling to upgrade anyway. Just hang keep on to that it. rig and then just get another one and kind of integrate. Well, the yeah, I, think, I
0: think there's an element of that. But then it becomes, once it becomes <coughs> obsolete and nobody else, you can't load any projects on it apart from, you know, you've got a very, very specific niche and work, you know, a client list that are going to use that. So, yeah, I suppose that does make sense. But also it doesn't. If you see what I mean,
1: yeah, um. it's a, it, it is an interesting point in interesting point. Um, but I mean, uh, but in a way, for me, I mean, because I, I've just sold. I mean, I've just sold two two of my computers. I've just gone from two computers to one. My Mac Pro and my La- and my MacBook Pro have gone, and I've gone to a, a new one. So I'm almost. I'm in the opposite kind of boat. I'm a little bit disappointed as well by the performance of the the new macbook in that it's just not as good as my mac pro really which uh, mm. i'm a bit gutted oh. about but yeah um but i mean according to all the benchmarks and stuff it was meant to be better But uh, oh, anyway really? but that's bad news well it's okay uh, the, the 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 thing is though is that maybe my... you've
2: got something sitting there they running in the background that you can uh throw off
1: yeah do you know what? I've done this migration thing where, you know, you took, I took my old laptop and I just plugged it in with the Ethernet to the new one and then you just go system migrate and, and it's exactly the same then. Eh? All the files on the desktop were in mm. exactly the same place. So I think I have brought a bit of a... I'm going to do a fresh install now anyway. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. I didn't want to get onto that. I was ah. going to say though, um, the thing I am interested in, Nick, I have actually bought a Cuneo uh, ah. on the Kickstarter. So I saw the video that you had a go at the Cuneo and I'm absolutely desperate to hear about it well
0: for me i didn't really have a go i was just shown it i mean it it, it looks it's it's sort of quite low resolution if that's the if, if i can yeah. put it that way uh, when you see it up close uh, although it will do all the things it does because it's got so many leds on it and it's bus powered there aren't enough mm. There aren't enough LEDs to make the kind of beautiful, smooth visual transitions between sort of lower values and higher values. You know, there might be four or five LEDs behind a fader or maybe a few more, but not lots and lots. So you don't get that really sort of slick sensation. But but, um, it's incredibly programmable. There is so much stuff going on underneath there, so many axes in which you can program things. That's going to be very interesting. I wasn't totally sure. I think... um, I think that what what uh what I did find was um <sighs> I don't think you, pro, you you it outputs the stuff it outputs and you can configure it in a lot of different ways. That was one thing that was very clear there are lots of different layers to it as well, so you can actually have a layer doing one thing and the, the bank of controls can be can flip between several different sets of functions. So there's just, I mean there's going to be an enormous mm-hmm. amount of possibilities with it. And if if you are going to take the time to set it up, then yeah, I, and it seems like a great great value piece because it's still they didn't actually say because um, I thought it was going to be more than two, more than the Kickstarter price. But actually, I don't think it is. I think they're aiming to get it out. No, at, I know at two fifty, um, which is great. <laughs> uh, perhaps not so great, yeah. but but you know the fact that you're Kickstarter, you're going to get it first. So I mean that's the main thing, isn't it? And uh, and a lot of people wow. were psyched about it. Mm.
1: So I mean, uh, I've got a pad control here, which. Probably will go on eBay once the Cuneo comes, but um, uh, actually, I I took a load of stuff to somewhere to sell a load of equipment, and uh, I took the pad control, and then I did a job, and I just realised how much the pad control was part of my workflow, you know, because I use it for um, what are you doing? I use it for all sorts of
0: things. (laughs) Selling all the stuff you Uh, use every day. I mean, you sell the stuff you never uh, use is what you need to do.
1: I know. Well, no, I, I I. I thought, oh, well, I'm getting the Cuneo in a you know, in a few weeks' time, blah, blah, blah. But I realized I couldn't live without my pad control. So um, when the Cuneo comes, I should be interested to see if it will be what I hope in it's going to be, which I use my pad control. I use it, I do put drums and different things in there like that. But I use it as like a kind of trigger for all sorts of purposes, really. So, you know, I'm seeing, you know, I think the kind of thing that really interests me with the Cuneo is that each pad can transmit is it four different musical notes yes Um, it's got
0: different corners of pressure and yeah pressure in different areas as well i think
1: yeah i uh i mean i i love building kind of like instruments out of using ableton live as the kind of hub and then having lots of sort of uh, plugins running and then just sort of having it transmit midi in a really interesting way to, to the different uh instruments so uh Yes. I, so when I get it anyway, I shall make some videos of it and things so everyone can have a look at what I'm up to with it. But uh, I was, uh, yeah, I was very, uh, yeah, I was very interested to see that. So um. Um,
0: I think I should do an ad. I forgot about this. It's time for our uh, word from our sponsors. Uh, we met up with Yamaha at the show, um, Yamaha UK. Um yamaha us once again didn't show up for their appointments you bad boys but uh, fortunately my uh, contact over there uh, did and he told me about the new yamaha mixers which are quite interesting these sort of digital analog hybrids but that's not what we're talking about here we're talking about the the new Yam- the yamaha pocket tracks Um our yamaha obviously sponsors of the show we very much appreciate their support the c24 and the w24 are what we're talking about and both of these are just super compact 24-bit 96K PCM recorders with enormous length of time they use uh, micro SD Uh, they've got all sorts of extra features the W24 comes with a remote control which is very handy if you're in a live situation you can leave it on top of something and and just pause and record um, throughout a gig if that's what you need or even playback I suppose you could use it for if you wanted to Um, 24-bit 96K superior battery life up to 38 hours of PCM recording high capacity storage XY configured stereo microphone peak limiter for optimum recording Quick start, ready to go in four and a half seconds, which is actually quite a big deal, so you're never going to miss anything, or at least certainly miss a lot less. Onboard speaker for quick and convenient way to check recordings, uh, practice aids, tuner and metronome, comes with Cubase AI5, so do check them out, C24 and W24, uh, both very uh, utilitarian and useful uh, handheld recorders i know dave robinson prosign news europe uh, swears by his and he does a lot of interviews and all sorts of things with it but um do go check them out go, if you're in the uk go to a pulse store which is one of the stores within stores where you can try this out maybe take some ram down or oh, some memory down there copy it onto a usb stick record some stuff take it home see what you think of it see how it works for you uh and if you're in the us go to the, one of the major dealers and check it out so once again we thank yamaha for the continued sponsorship of the show very much appreciated um so, uh, what was next? There was a couple of other things. I, I, I haven't made any notes. I note. talk about. Yeah, Mark, you if talk. If we're on
2: recorders, let's um, let's go to the Aurea forty-eight track recording system for iPad. Yes. Would How you like? Unbelievable! Is that?
0: It's pretty Ooh. amazing. Let me. I think I've got a video. Um, let me see if I can find it. I think it might have been this one. It might not, though. In which case, you're going to get the memory. You're going to get it all over again.
1: Hi, my name is Lev Perry. I'm here at <laughs> yeah, twenty
0: four. It's not. That's the Universal Audio, which I do think is really awesome, actually. Uh, is this it?
1: Hey.
0: Oh, for God's sake. Must be hey, this one, what's though. Up? This is Jake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. I'm being a bit untogether, but uh, I knew I should have made t- made, t- made some notes. So it must be this one. Yes, here we go. Uh, badly edited by me, though. Well, terrible. All right. So Welcome I'll just flick through a couple lab. of these. This, this looks in, uh, lovely. Wave Machine Labs. Before, um, where we it's app- got plugins, yeah. channel strip from um, from PSP, and uh, some. I think you're gonna be able to do a lot of in-app published yeah, yeah, a, pur- purchasing smart. for yep, we've got. for other plugins, and it did look great. Mm-hmm. And what the, the reason? The reason it's so efficient. I spoke to them. Um, the reason it was so efficient is because they started this idea when the iPhone first came out, and they realized that it was so massively underpowered. But during that process, they got some really efficient code. It's all in the machine code. You know, it's really low-level coding, so it's incredibly efficient, which is why they can get all of this power out of it. And uh, it, it is uh, quite an impressive thing. And he also said that they plugged in class-compliant, I think it was a, a Presonus um Interface and they recorded eighteen channels of audio directly into the iPad as well at forty four one using a class it's compliant compliance. Which is kind of <clears> mental. <throat> but I have to say, you know, and it looked wonderful, you could do all the editing stuff but but my question would be why would you want to do that on an iPad? it, it is it's it's almost like taking you know, I've got a nineteen inch or I've got a twenty four inch screen for a reason. It's because it's easier to work with large audio projects and move things around. Why do I want to do this on an iPad? Gaz. Or, no, Mark, you, you brought this up. You you justify it.
2: <laughs> Why do I want to do it on an iPod just because I can? Yeah, actually. well, that, that, and I think that I mean, is almost... I mean, just the whole idea, the whole idea for years, it was, you know, when I first started doing this, I had a, a PowerBook 5300 and Logic came out with Logic a Logic audio version that would let me record four tracks of audio on that machine. I oh, know, uh, and then... It was the 5300. No, it was a 540C, sorry, yep. a PowerBook 540C. Uh-huh. I could record four tracks. And then it they kind of upgraded to PowerPC, and then I dropped to, like, one or two tracks on the laptop. So, I mean, I used to kind of record vocals and things and do them in hotel rooms and stuff, and it was, like, kind of a revelation to me in itself that I could go and record someone in a hotel room or in a wood or a field or something. But then... You know, having multi track audio on a power book in the last few years has been a revelation in itself that you can just open up a power book somewhere with a decent audio interface and you can just do stuff with it. But like just this shift in format to sort of like an iPad, it just it's just because you can do it. It's just I suppose. <laughs> Well I mean one I thing know. they did I just also love say the idea of
0: One thing they one thing they did also yeah, I just say love that love it... the
2: idea of turning up with Oh yeah. sorry. No, no,
0: carry on, carry on.
2: I just love the idea of turning up with something that small, pulling it out of your bag and going like, right, come on, then here's a recording studio because it just twists (laughs) the whole concept of what a recording studio is. That's uh, why
1: I did that. I did, I was doing that last week. Actually, I was recording a bunch of street poets and I just turned up with my iPad and a little audio interface through the camera connection kit. And, uh, And did that, really. And we just sort of improvised a little kind of studio setup using sort of some duvets and things, and, uh, you know, just to get a nice warm sound. Um, Yeah, so brilliant.
2: Well,
0: I I think that's fair enough. I mean, I think uh, the one thing that they did say, it's akin to, it has the same sort of power as, you know, a a power PC, you know, do you see what I mean? It's sort of like a door from 1990, and that was quite interesting. But, uh, yeah... there are mm, no, it gonna,
2: must be way beyond that well maybe yeah I can't, exact, I, I can't remember the exact
0: i can't remember the exact yeah maybe not 1990 um but but <laughs> that would be a bit rubbish i i don't know i mean i think the idea of if it rep- was like a
2: door from 1990 i'd be throwing it across a room and throwing chairs at it and crying <laughs> that's what i remember well, doing well i, with I suppose I, I okay
0: well I think the the thing the thing that I would uh, I would say about this is obviously for recording multiple tracks may be quite cool as long as you want to work in forty four because that's all you can do in the iPad at the moment uh, and and maybe mixing those slightly but you know the stuff that you want to do the the kind of real final the real mm. tweaky stuff is going to be a pain in the, the proverbial
1: isn't it to to do on something like this. Well, the Possibly. thing I was. The thing I was confused about, though, was that they said that they were doing it, that it it was 44, was it, and 48, but they said it was 24-bit. Now, I thought that you couldn't do 24-bit audio on the iPad. That was something that Apple hadn't actually sort of allowed the developers access for. So that was quite interesting.
0: Or maybe he let something slip. Who knows?
1: Mm, I thought that was a bit of a... There's
2: another thing that's interesting about it as well, which has... Great implications for any of the iPad or iPhone app users. And that's that it runs VST plugins. So, VST Mm -hmm. plugin support. I don't think anything else does that yet, but it's doing VST standard on iOS. Is it? So, you're
1: not, well, it is, it kind of is. Um, I've been looking into this because I thought that was really, really interesting. Uh, Because there is like, um, there's going to be some uh plugins for it from FabFilter from Overloud PSP as well so you know some you know really good plugin manufacturers on board but it's not it's not a straight port at all it's uh you know it's not uh i think what it is is uh they are having to sort of somehow translate it into the VST format or that it can recognize so it's not a straight VST so
0: uh i, I uh, think it's another another kind of a rapper.
1: Or oh, they're having to convert it somehow, right? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I'm not sure if that's the way it's going to be, but that's what I gather that those particular plugin manufacturers have have done. They right. that sort of um, wave Wave Machine, uh, wait, what are they called a uh, wafer I, I, sp- call I can them. understand
0: why uh, they would Wave Machine Labs. I, mean, I understand why they would do that, but I mean, I imagine. Labs. You know, I was talking again. I was because talking. To- Sorry I was talking to uh um, McDSP and the thought of having to recode for another plugin because I mean, he was having to, he's got a deal with the AAX thing which you know they say yeah sure it's simple uh, but it's never simple you know it's always tricky you know yeah. it's a lot of work for I anybody if it ran
2: if it ran VST plugins off the you know <laughs> out the box yeah it just pulls in a huge pool of resources out there of stuff that people have coded all the free stuff and all the interesting kind of weird stuff that makes sounds that you probably wouldn't want to use in anything other than one tune you know but um that's the i mean all the experimental stuff if it pulls all of that into the ipad that would make it really interesting
0: yeah it would um but i don't think that is quite the case unfortunately um, so unless it, unless it's a simple process, because I'd imagine the graphics have to be tweaked as well. So it's you know it's not as I can't imagine it's that straightforward. Oh. But yeah, that was interesting. Um, there was some um, other iPad related stuff. I'm trying to think what any of them
1: were at the moment. Um, well, apart from the uh, uh, well, the, a, Mac- num- a number. Of, and sorry, a number of people who were doing that thing as you mentioned earlier about the embedded one. Batman Mackey was showing a range of new mixing desks, weren't they? Again, the <laughs> iPad. Sort of sits within, and it got me thinking about how it's just so much cheaper for equipment manufacturers to do that, isn't it? Rather than having to, you know, you know, uh, license that technology. Um, well, yes, that's, they're making a big assumption. Yeah, making quite, a big assumption that a big part of their target audience are going to already own um, iPads. Otherwise, it puts well, considerable think, expense yes, on the Yes, they probably
0: they probably are. I mean, the, the thing is that uh, yeah, there was also uh, Newmark. Um, did their IDJ Pro, which was a lovely looking thing, big sort of um, dual deck um, DJ control surface and audio interface, and you just plug your uh, mm. iPad into that, and it gives you this huge interface um, for running the software for mixing, and it means you can you can. The other thing that's cool is you can use AirTunes to to send your audio out to um, to the world, so you don't need any wires. Uh, speaking of which, uh, there was another thing called Why uh, did Digital, which was uh, a 2.4 gigahertz um, digital Ooh. audio system, uh, which had several components. There are two little components. I think I, I, I haven't got the video set up here, but um, it came in two flavors. You have the two part, which is just a stereo line to stereo line, um, but it can take mono and has adapters for guitars and things, so you can use it for those. They call it Pro, but it was still on 8th Mini Jack, so it wasn't really. And then another one, which had two mics, which yeah. one was a headset mic and one was another mic you could mic up maybe your guitar. And then also, there were other things there was a little thing that plugged in the bottom of um, the thirty pin connector on the bottom of your iPad or iPhone, which would transmit the the audio wirelessly to a base station, which would means you could go you know so the, this is getting towards you know where your your excitement is certainly on the the, the wireless system and that's going to be the case pretty soon uh so yeah, why mm, digital yeah. systems and I think I think they were like 190 quid or something for the stereo one, and you get different, you know, there's different flavors. So mm. I, I'm not sure what, no, $190 actually. So probably considerably mm. less. Well,
1: uh, that's for both sides. That's for the, yeah, the,
0: the transmit transmitter and the receiver. Yeah. And, uh, and do, do, you, there's, do, you there's do you know what bandwidth
1: it is? 2.4 gigahertz. Yeah. Sorry, so Nick. it's
0: Sorry. 2.4, and it's so it's there's no uh, issues with. Um, uh, frequencies and it's also true diversity, so it has forty channels of uh, potential. So, so they're you know it's actually that's the pro side of it. So you know mm. that's starting to look quite interesting. So um, you can plug one of those in the bottom yeah. of your iPad and you're good to go. I mean, because we use these uh, EMU um, pipelines, which are fine, uh, but they're a bit mm-hmm. you know a bit finicky and they've only got three channels. So something like this would be a great mm. a great help, a great help.
1: So that was kind of cool. Yeah so I mean the quality then the actual audio quality that it transmits then um, uh, I'm, I, I'm not sure is it transmitting it at at full rate it's an analog yeah because it's it's taking it it's not a di, they're not like digital um,
0: yeah 2.4 gigahertz is digital um, technology so it will be digitizing it I, I don't think it's being mm-hmm. um, compressed don't think so okay uh, do you know what sample rate is it's, it's that's a good question. I think he said it was 48. I think he said. But I'd have to double check mm. that. If you go to, there's, the, I put the story up on it. It was one of the things that we got from the Nam preview day, um, mm. which was the Wednesday. Uh, let me see. I might be able to find that quickly. And, uh,
1: are the batteries? I, um,
0: are they, <coughs> double A's. Are the
2: 2.4 gigahertz the same as they... Wi-Fi?
0: Similar area, yeah. Not, um, It's in the range.
1: In the uh, same range, yeah. Is there, do you know, is, and it's lithium batteries in there, are they like sort of built-in rechargeable batteries? In uh, yes,
0: they were. I actually come to think of it, they were rechargeable. They weren't lithium ion. Uh, okay. They weren't, uh, sorry, um, they weren't, uh, which I always think is a bad move. I think you should just use uh, recharge, not rechargeables because they always run out after a while, To my opinion, but.
1: Um, well but mo- I think they should use mobile phone batteries because you can get them plentiful and cheap on the internet can't you so I don't know why they don't it's long big capacity well we
0: use, I'll tell you what we use live uh, what we use we can use, can use the remember. um we use the uh, lithium ion um blue one I'll just see if I can find one
2: here it's half the size of an aA battery is it
1: yeah. Uh, there's a there's a yeah.
2: battery which is a lithium ion battery which yeah, is even four size AA with 3.7 volts in it I think.
1: Right.
2: So we use so the- you can use one of those for every two AAs. We use these. Roughly
0: Energizer lithium ions. They are absolutely brilliant. They last I in fact oh. I put I put a pair of each in my um in my senizer radio mics, which I used all day for four days, and they still haven't run out. So. Well, are they they they're, they're non rechargeable. These are the non rechargeable, but they are incredible. We can't use rechargeables in our uh, um, in our um, radio mics because they don't provide enough current. Mm-hmm. These things are brilliant, and okay. so I use basically mm-hmm. f- six batteries for the entire show. That's for my Zoom <gasps> and for two Sennheisers. Which is amazing, really. really? Uh, and so I would. T- yeah. I would t- they're just
2: lithium, aren't they? That's not lithium-ion, Nick. It's the same as a high-end um, oh, high are- camera battery, isn't is it? it? They're called Ultimate so Lithium. it's a non recharge Yeah, Luth- yes, Ultimate
0: Lithium, lithium. yeah. Um, so they're really good. And-
2: there's a really, there's a, there's there's an alarm battery, a 3.7-volt lithium-ion alarm battery, which is. I can't see what you're showing him, actually, but there's one that's the same as an AA battery, which you can use. And recharge, and it gives, like, incredible amount of... Um... Are you using triple A's or AA's? Double
0: A's. Double A's, yeah. I'll God. send
2: you a link to this other battery you might be interested in I can't trying. can't believe it.
0: John Bowen has just said in the chat room, Hey, Nick. Eight weeks till Mesa. Jesus Christ. That's a bit soon. I better start putting <laughs> those packages.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I've got. that's one of my first jobs is to start putting the Mesa packages together so we can uh, afford to go because uh, it's an expensive show, that. I also want to say um, happy birthday to Dave Smith Instruments. Uh, I swapped by the stand and said hi to Roger and Dave and got one of these delightful Dave Smith shot glasses, 10 years, uh, together with some Don Julio tequila in it, which saw me through the rest of the day uh, very nicely. So I want to say happy birthday there. That was very uh, very sweet. Um, uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I can say. Really, there's just so much of this. I mean, I can't believe how quickly this is going. Um, it mm-hmm. definitely um, flies by, even though it's completely improvised. I'm just having a look on the website a second. We'll see what's hot, what's trending at the moment on our website because I've been putting a load of other stuff. Oh yeah, Akai MPC Fly is, uh, is a well, yeah, one of the hot ones. I that mean, looked- Akai didn't they have a s- Strong. They certainly did. Yeah. Strong range from Akai. I will tell you what. They're really. Akai, to... um The uh, there were two. There were two areas. Um, in the uh, there were more. There were three areas. There was the main stand which has had Elysis, Newmark, and a bit of Akai, and then they had this little tiny other stand, which was pure Akai MPC Renaissance and the three models, and it was rammed the whole time. We went there. We had appointments to do all the kind of. F- uh, for you know, product run-throughs, and we couldn't get anywhere near it for ages. We had to go and do all the other stuff, and then keep coming back to see if there was anywhere because there were artists. There were sort of, in fact, um, the, there's a chap called Andy Mack mm. who did the Renaissance demo for us very kindly. Great demo guy, actually. And he was talking to a really beautiful R&B singer. <laughs> and I couldn't blame him for not sort of catching my eye and going, I'll be with you in a minute, because uh, she was absolutely gorgeous. Um, <laughs> so when I went back and he gave me this great... And it, 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 actually looking at it and getting a demo of the Renaissance, so the whole vibe of it, it's very interesting, actually. It's, it's a lot more it's a lot more um well thought out than i thought perhaps it was it doesn't seem like it's kind of oh let's get the machine users it's actually got vst plugin support audio unit plugin support on pads on groups on programs all sorts of ways that you can affect it up and lots of um they've really retained the mpc workflow which i think is something that's obviously very critical they haven't just cashed in on the mpc brand name so that's kind of be a, an interesting mm. battle i think um because that's a, a real viable alternative to machine for sure um uh, let me see what else was there. Um, I'm sorry about this. The video just isn't working today and I don't know what it is. Maybe there's some sort of Skype issue. I keep trying to switch it on, but it just won't do it. So I can't show you there. Um, John Van Eaton wants me to play the Casio video. I've already done that, John. Um, and we've already talked about it. So you can always see it on the site, um, because it's there in, uh, in full effect. Uh, I was just looking for something else, uh affordable stuff yes it's the let me see if i can find it why digital i was going to pl- put that link in the show notes uh there we go why did we digital systems and they've got a load more stuff coming as well um apparently there we go
1: did you did you see the kdj one that thing that looks a bit like a game boy music workstation i think we
0: saw that last year i remember filming something on that last year okay I think um, if, it's, if it's what I what I think it is KJ uh, one. It was a prototype. I think it was a prototype. A right.
1: Yeah. I mean, this prices up of it now and stuff and um, multi touch screen. Um, yeah. No,
0: we looked at it last year and it looked kind of fun, but I mean, you know, again, it's like, well, I'd sort of rather have something else. Mm. You know, I'd rather have it a whole lot rather <laughs> yeah. than you know
1: all well, of that. But yeah, that's exactly yeah. that is the same. We 700- sort of lost... Seven hundred seven hundred ninety nine dollars, eight hundred and twenty nine dollars with the Wi Fi. Right. Um, so you know, uh, quite expensive when uh, compared to maybe like an iPad. I yeah, suppose. I guess. I mean,
0: it, it does. Be... You know, it looks alright. It, it was exciting when I saw it last year or the year before, but now it's not so exciting. I mm-hmm. suppose. Oh yeah, teenage engineering the op lab. We saw that. Uh, which was uh, essentially just an Arduino-type uh, connection kit for, for hooking up all sorts of things. That was kind of fun. Um, mm.
1: I th- The tray was just a bit of a joke.
0: Yeah. Well, I said that they should definitely sell it with the tray because the tray was cool. <laughs> but they said, no, i uh, not going to. I said, what I actually want is the machine that made the tray. That was really cool. But, um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, they no, they're very kind and uh, a, a very very helpful. In fact, I got good kudos from them for the review I did of the OP1, so I went and got shiny fingernails with them. They're very um, pleased with that. Uh gosh, what else is there? I mean, there was the thing is is we just there was a lot of stuff here and um that's the thing that I kind of found quite appealing. I mean, we haven't even covered any of the guitar stuff really. There was a lot of guitar stuff as well. The the chaps are going to be posting that um uh, continuing to post that as as the week goes on, they're currently in Santa Monica enjoying the sunshine, which has now come out. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think
2: other... I'm interested in the guitar. stuff. Yeah, it's I d- I, can't, I just can't
0: remember what it is. It's all there. It's probably on amped. It, well, it will be on amped. Um,
2: There's a new digital guitar thing which has like what almost looks like an iPad built into the front of it, uh, which looks really interesting. Oh, the that guitar thing came out.
0: Yeah, I saw that at the Mesa. Is actually.
2: it? Is that what it's called?
0: Yeah. Uh, did you see one well, of those? I, no, I saw it at Mesa. I had I, I, I didn't get a chance to go and see it again. Um, I okay. did see a Waldorf Pulse 2 in uh, as Ooh. a sort of prototype, but it wasn't playing, so uh, they weren't... Um, they didn't let me demo it. Flux302 says he didn't sound like him when he played it. And you saw the new Chaoscillators and uh, Chaos Pad things? Oh, yes, the Chaos Pad. Things. They were cool. Uh, I think I've got those. See if I can play that because that that was a really cool little thing. That's a nice little feature.
1: Hey, what's up? This is James Ajiba with Korg USA. We are here at the NAMM booth with, with the new Chaos products. Check them out. We've got the new Chaos Oscillator 2 and the Mini Chaos Pad 2. Now, those of you who know about the original ones, the Chaos is the synth with looping capabilities, and the Mini kp I'll just is fast effect- forward that. Now, in addition, so everything, it's got an MP3 device, player in it. It's got all sorts of stuff here, actually, and, looks, and you can record into it. So I like,
0: board. I like the look of that. That looks like kind of fun, and mm-hmm. um, no doubt we'll get try and get hold of that for review. I because mean, they do look like a whole bunch of a whole bunch of fun actually. Um, mm-hmm. Gosh, John, you're being Someone very just critical. In the room that...
2: Yeah. Someone said in the chat room that Roland have done a new Variax, but I don't understand that, because Line 6 do a Variax. Or have we now got a Line 6 stroke technology and Roland technology in the same guitar? No, it's not. what it is, if we it's have, a... where's the link? I want one. It's a V guitar.
0: <laughs> it's a V guitar, and it's purely yeah. modelling. And uh, that not is Vary-ax. the – it's a Fender Strat model with mm-hmm. uh, the uh, – Roland V guitar stuff. In it. And it did, I I heard it demoed and yeah. it did sound really good. And I spoke to the chap, I forget yeah. the name of the guitarist. And he said, and I said, what about latency? He said, I wouldn't even be bothering demoing it if, no. uh, you know, if there was any latency at all. And, and it did. And I must admit that was quite impressive. And the whole tuning thing was kind of interesting. V guitar, I think is going to give that, them a run for their perfect.
2: money. Is it what's what models does it have in it? Does it have some interesting guitars modeled uh, in it? I'm just
0: trying to remember what it had. In the
2: same way as the line 16 does, or
0: yes, but I don't remember what they all were. I think it's all the classics, some good acoustic ones as well. Um, I forgot, I can't remember, I really can't remember what they were. I, I do remember the prices, it was about 900 bucks up to about 1200 bucks, maybe a bit more. So, not actually,
2: okay, that's all right
0: not not too bad you know
1: but it's interesting isn't like it how to have
2: both both the midi thing and the variax kind of thing in the same guitar that would work for me yeah um, i so... think
1: it does doesn't it with it if you plug it into the um into the into the uh what's it called the the v vg99 thing the, no, that, does yeah, the, sort of... there
0: is the um the the lower priced of the two has a, or maybe it's the more price, a more expensive price has the V guitar <coughs> has a V hex pickup output that you can output MIDI from as well. Mm.
1: So, all yeah. oh, right, I think yeah. So I think it's you know what's quite funny about those instruments though is that they are very. I think, you know the very conservative looking stratocasters aren't they the very you know they obviously yeah, made the big by Fender, the big news so is they've teamed
0: of... up with Fender i mean that's the really big news they've got the Fender yeah. brand so it's a Fender uh, guitar with
1: Fender have, the Roland... Fender have been offering Roland ready ones for years so, haven't they they've have had this kind of they've had it going for a long time where they where they've been working together i think just the v guitar maybe yeah. just takes it takes it one step further really mm, perhaps so um
2: I'm not convinced that I would. I would. Why can't they go and team up with Paul Reed Smith or something and make proper guitars? (laughs) (laughs) It's the power
0: of the brand. I think. I mean, we went to the press conference on the Wednesday night, and uh, yeah, but the whole thing, Mark, was was that the
2: guitars are made in China?
0: Yeah, but the whole thing was was designed to create a new category, product category for Roland, which is V guitar which, uh, you know, so they're pushing that real hard. I mean, that's what they want to do. And, and the power of both brands may well make that happen. I mean, I would call the Line 6 yeah. V guitars, but they've been around an awful lot longer. Mm. And I think, I don't I know what, yeah, I don't know what the... Line uh, 6, li- sorry guess yeah. I d-
1: line 6 totally missed a trick, really, with the Variax. I've got a Variax here myself and just not having MIDI in it because it's got effectively a hex pickup in it, you know. I don't yeah. know why they've done that. I think they were just probably just you know they they really cultivated a, a very much a guitar audience. Oh, that's though, probably true. Yeah.
2: yeah, I don't think it worked. The hex up works in quite the same way though, because the because it's a modelling kind of thing, isn't it? So the way that it picks up from the string, but I don't it's think got, that's the same as the MIDI. Yeah,
1: it's got six little. It's got six, in in the bridge there is six independent piezos, and then it's just you know by virtue of of having that in in itself, then you know you could then effectively...
2: uh, I mean, I totally agree with you. I've got a Variax here as well. I would Mm. love to fit a Roland MIDI pickup to it, but I'm not quite sure where the electronic stop will start. And if I start drilling holes in the front of it, it might not not work anymore.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Got to be careful with that sort of thing. Uh, And also, oh, I also want to say um, a quick hello to uh, Kiwi Steve, who I met in person on Sunday night at the... uh, at the Marriott, <laughs> where we were having something to eat, he he showed up with his son, uh, Sheldon. Brilliant. They were showing some amazing guitars. They had these two guitars. One was that one was made of aircraft graved steel, like a, a hollow, uh, in a in a, a sort of ZZ Top style oh, guitar, wow. and the other one was titanium, in a kind of Telecaster style. And I'm not a guitarist. I mean, both Rob and Rich checked them out, and they were amazing. I think they were called uh, Bad Seed Guitars, and he was over there showing them to some really big stars who would just go gaga over them and have ordered loads. I think it, uh, and that was, that was really – it was just great to meet up with Steve. He bought me a beer. I don't know if he's in there today. He's probably still there, actually. I think he's coming back on Friday. But uh, they were doing it right. Did you know? they
2: still have wooden necks?
0: Yes, they have wooden necks, and the necks go right through the body. And the thing was, is the t- it's not solid titanium; it's sheets titanium that's welded. It's cut and welded, and the welds you just can't see them at all. There's no you can't okay. you can't see anything in it. Uh, there's a sort of slight resonance to them because obviously they're hollow uh, and they're lighter than uh, standard guitars as well. But they've still got the same pickups. I think he had what? Seymour Duncan's... Was Kiwi Steve making them? No, his son makes them.
1: Oh wow! Okay. Oh. So uh
0: yeah his son makes them and he was over there just kind of helping out um uh, and and uh doing the driving. Yeah it was uh, uh we're hoping and I don't know if this is the case we're hoping that um Rich and Rob were going to hook up with uh, him and his son later in the week and go up and see 65 amps and do maybe film some pieces with that and check out what they sounded like amplified um because they're they're beautiful uh beautiful guitars i mean i think his son actually makes like r- racing cars so he's like a an engineer metall- you know works with metal all the time so i think the guitars is a sideline right. and i think he does very well out of that business and the guitars is a sideline but they are absolutely beautiful and in fact they said um they they would they t- a certain uh a very fussy guitarist had ordered two of them and usually his guitar tech says it takes us like 6 months to set up any guitar that that we that, that he buys that's custom built to his taste but this one came right out of the box and played first time which is actually a fairly major <laughs> a fairly major accomplishment mm-hmm, so he's obviously right. a bit of a perfectionist so, and he was a lovely they were lovely blokes both of them and uh yeah Sheldon's a very handsome man, actually, and I must admit, it was like he's just born to be in LA selling guitar, you know, making classic guitars. I don't have links to those guitars, anybody? I'm afraid. I think they're all kind of, they're all purely custom. They don't make them; they only make them to order. So uh, we're hopefully um, going to uh, get our hands on one, and the lads can but, can
1: try them out. What do they have a Do they have a name though? Bad Seed.
0: They're
1: called Bad Seed. Oh, Bad Seed. Okay. Bad Seed. Oh, Nick. There was something I thought was fantastic um, that I was really excited about um made by a British company uh, Sonus those are uh, they, they, they they they're the guys who make the little um the, the G2M and the B2M and the I2 um uh, USB uh, the guitar to MIDI interfaces and stuff they're um they've they've just done a little like a wah wah pedal um but I think it could be of interest to all musicians <laughs> not just guitarists it's a well, it's it's a twin analog filter, but with a digital control, and it's got a built-in uh, expression pedal, and you can store mem, you can sort of store memories into it. But I think what's what looked really for me, why that looked fantastic, was um, you know that it's use it's one of these great hybrid products which is using the best bit of analog and the best bit of digital in one kind of unit, and it's just got a real nice look to it. I think it's called the. The wahu, the sonus Wahoo. Ah, what well, those? And, yeah, okay. Um, check.
0: I didn't. I did walk past, mm, but I didn't see anything that
1: um, caught my eye. But I, I should have obviously
0: looked harder. Oh, yeah.
1: I think it looks great. I think, um, as I say, oh, I definitely want one. I definitely want one because <laughs> uh, you know uh, I've been playing around with um, uh, different filters and um, for live with my bass guitar for many years, and uh, I've come close to things. Um, I'm my current favourite is my Electroharmonics uh, Enigma, uh, which is really cool, but it's got no memories on it so, and it's quite oh yeah, and that, that Wahoo is, you know it's got LFO and it's got envelope and it's got sort of like, you know, expression pedal, uh, yeah, so I think that, you know, and I, I'm sure that would be wicked for synthesizers as well you know, I think it just, because it's very configurable and it's got a, a dry and wet sort of blend oh, controller have to check on that there out. as well so. I'll have to check it out hmm
0: so uh, yes, well while we're talking, the uh, we've with sites doing very nicely. In fact, again, like, what's hot at the moment? The new Behringer CMD controllers. Very funny that they should be called CMD controllers and are module u- modular USB controllers, whereas the Steinberg ones are CMC controllers. Um, just seems a little hmm. cynical. Um, iPad digital mixer—that's big as well. The Stephen Slate digital stuff seems to be doing all right. Um, what else? McDSP louder. Samsung's new, new USB keyboards. That was pretty hot as well, I have to say. I thought that was that a lovely... Oh, they look... Really they high look nice, quality. nice, Really high quality, actually. Yeah. Wow. Very impressed. Good, good. Um, Great for the money. Yeah. 199 bucks with an AfterTouch keyboard. Just mm. astonishing. Ozone 5, yeah. I saw Ozone, Ozone 5. Got a really good demo. Tronic in the chat rooms. Yeah, that mm. was a
1: lovely demo, actually. It really kind of blew me away. It's like, wow, that's really, really awesome. Been been using it for a good few weeks now ozone five yeah. uh and i'm uh i'm getting lots of i'm getting such great results with ozone five um it's just really, all of that really graphic the t- the... and the
0: way that they re- you know they've compressed you know just the, all that oh, information
1: yeah. you can get out of it, it's just astonishing
0: mm. right well that I've... is the advanced version mind ah right yeah. advanced version is a bit more um a bit more of a of an investment for the average person mm-hmm. anyway i think we're going to call it yeah. a, call it a day that the, the video of skype never did come back so the video of this show is going to be a lot less interesting to watch the, on youtube <laughs> but <laughs> i want to say thank you very much to everybody for joining us and once again thanks to everybody in the the nam team that's uh rob rich andy of course and trev and mira and uh very nice to see everybody over there and uh, a big shout out to aaron as well who joined us on uh, saturday night was unfortunately joined us just in time for me to say I've really got to go and sort of stumble blindly out of the bar it was and I, but I got away with it managed to get up the next morning without feeling too grim so um that was encouraging not sure why that would be encouraging what does that mean my liver is uh, is is anyway my my tolerance is uh, are, anyway, I am rambling now. But anyway, thanks very much to everybody in the show. Thank you very much, Bobby. Gaz Williams, soldiersurgeon.co.uk. Thank you very much for joining us. We can't see you at the moment. We can only see your static uh, Skype icon, but thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And also thank you to Mark Tinley there, um, another icon, because our Skype video is not working for some reason. And um, next one, I don't know if it will okay. be. We might even be... Doing it from the new um the new office i'm not sure i might not be soon enough might not have got the network up for that but that's our next task that was sonic talk number 252 the post nam um post nam thing and uh thanks ever so much for all of you as watching and thank you very much for um everybody we met at nam and all the the people who gave us good video and what have you so that's it that's uh end of sonic talk number 252 thank you very much it's a wrap